Welcome to the radio program, Why Paul? Bringing and interpreting the doctrine Jesus Christ presented through the Apostle Paul. Your hosts are Michael R. Mix and Michelle Mix of 14th Street Ministries. We are here to bring you the answers found in 2 Timothy, verse 2, and encourage you to teach and share this program with others. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Mix and Michelle Mix. Welcome back this week. Uh, glad to have you back. Um, can't believe it's already December. Are we almost to the middle of December? Wow. Uh-huh. Two weeks. Quick. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, Pam, would you like, oh, I'm your host, Michelle Mix. And I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Pam Lampton. Okay. And Pam, you'll go ahead and get started with a word of prayer? Sure. Dear Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for your life that you've given to us, Lord, and the death on the cross for our salvation, Lord. We pray that you would help us tonight as we go through your word tonight to make it clear. We're going to go over justification, Lord, by faith, and we we are so privileged to have this free gift of salvation. Lord, help us to share this to many people around the world. As your word is open tonight, we pray that you would speak to the hearts of the listeners. In the Lord Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, we're, uh, we're going to go back where we were last week in uh, Romans, and we'll begin in Romans four, thirteen. But before I start in Romans, um, uh, I try to understand Paul's epistles. And these uh, epistles were given by the risen Christ to Paul, revelations to Paul, these mysteries. And throughout the ages, the Bible has been, uh, the the books of the Bible have been set in different places, and they weren't always in the same order as they are today, except Paul's epistles. And Paul's epistles are in this exact same order, and this is by God's hand that they're laid out the way they are for us to understand. In Romans, uh, this is where we get some of our doctrine, and it is in Romans. And Romans talks about the cross and about faith. The commentaries, God has his own commentaries, not man's commentaries, it's God's commentaries, are in Corinthians and Galatians. So Romans is supported by Corinthians and Galatians. The, the Which next is talking about faith. Faith and the cross, okay. which has to do with salvation. The, um, the uh, next book that's, that's the head of the is Ephesians, where we get our doctrine from. It's deeper theology and deeper, deeper into the word. It's get into the meat of the word. So you have Ephesians, and then the commentaries to Ephesians is Philippians and Colossians. And that has to do with the church, which is the body of Christ and love. Okay. Then you have uh, Thessalonians, which stands alone. It's self-explanatory. And it talks about the coming and our hope. Michelle, don't yawn like that. (laughs) (laughs) So it talks about the coming and that's in Thessalonians and that's our hope. And then the congregational uh, epistles 
that have to do with the congregation and fellowship between the believers is in Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. And those are laid out that way, and they're always laid out that way. So they've never been mixed around, so they go in that same order. So uh, that's part of rightly dividing the word of truth and understanding, and, and God wants us to understand his word in the simplest way, okay? Okay, and actually, if anybody, and you're reading that um, from our, um, it's like a guide map, um, show that timeline. Yeah, timeline, uh, and if anybody would like that timeline, we'll be glad to mail that to you. Um, so just message us either on our Facebook or our website. Um, we do have a LinkedIn page. Uh, you can go to there to um, request one, and we'll be glad to send it to you. And what's the website? The website is uh, 14streetministries.com. Okay. And you can email us there, and um, we'll be glad to mail this out to you. Free. Free of charge. So. <laughs> <laughs> we will put the stamp on there for you. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, does it look like we're going to? Uh, do we want to talk about where we kind of left off last week uh, yeah, in Romans four? Yeah, we're going to uh, Romans four, and starting in uh, verse thirteen, and that's justification is apart from the law. In other words, justification and the law are two separate things; they cannot be mixed together. So you either have the law or you have justification. Okay. In verse uh, 13 through 16, for the promise, that's, that's the promise is given to Abraham, for the promise that he should be the heir of the world. That's earthly, okay? For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law. That, that uh, promise was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith through his faith and faith alone, okay? That promise was to be fulfilled, and it will be fulfilled. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of non-effect. Because the law worketh wrath, for where there's no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end of the promise, might be sure to all of the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Uh, Abraham is uh, the father to to Israel, to the Jew. He's also father to the body of Christ. We go in by faith and faith alone. And to add to that, um, in Galatians 3, um, I'll read, read through that um, for Galatians 3 to add to it. Uh, it says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you? Remember the Galatians were given sound doctrine, and the Judaizers came in, and these uh, these tares came in, and they 
tried to pervert the gospel, the true gospel of their liberties and freedoms and trying to put them back under the law. This only would I learn of you. Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing of faith. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are ye now made perfect by flesh? As what he's saying, they're wanting to add to their free gift, this free gift of salvation through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, this free gift that was given to them. And now they're believing that they have to do something to add to that, not realizing that what Christ, when Christ died on the cross, it was absolutely perfect for our salvation. There's no works involved on our part. We try to make it harder than it has to be. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Have ye suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain, he therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit, and worketh miracles among you, doth he it by the works of the law, or by hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Yeah, that takes us back where the body of Christ, the believers, are the children of Abraham by faith. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is every one that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. And and the ones and what he was the Galatians, they were wanting to go back under the curse. See? And and like Paul's saying, how foolish that is to want to go back under the curse when you've been set free. And what do they mean by um can you explain to the what Paul would refer to the law as the curse. The law, the uh, Ten Commandments, uh, is is righteous and holy, and it's good. But the only thing that the Ten Commandments do is to curse you. The the uh, the the law says, if you sin, you die, mm-hmm. and that's eternal death. And Christ died by fulfilling that law. So Christ fulfilled that law in our place, and now we're free because we're dead with Christ. And the law can't touch us. Right. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That's a promise of eternal life. And and you go back up to twelve and he's saying 
saying, okay, you want to, you want to go back under the law, then you better be li- better live by the law and suffer the consequences of that law. Do you want me to read 15 through 20? Sure. We in Galatians 3? Mm-hmm. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant, yet it be confirmed. No man disannoweth or addeth thereto. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promise made. He saith not, and to seeds, and as many, but as one, and to the seed which is in Christ. And this I say that the covenant that has confirmed before God in Christ the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul. It should make the promise of none effect. Yeah, the law came uh, uh, 400 years after Abraham was saved, or you would say he was saved when he believed. It came 400 years after that. So that doesn't change that. It doesn't add to it. The law just came to show them their sin. For if the inheritance of the law is no more promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of transgression to the seed should come to him to whom the promise was made. The seed is Christ. Okay. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of the mediator. Now the mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. So you can read uh, and then, Yeah, then 21 through 27 says that, Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. Yeah, Christ wouldn't have had to die. See, if the law... If the law could save. Or set us free. Right. But the scripture have concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. That's, but before, we're, talking about, we're talking about the faith of Christ. His faithfulness is what mm-hmm. we trust in. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That's a spiritual baptism. We're baptized into Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Jesus Christ. You mean uh, females and males are equal? <laughs> yep. Wow. We're all that, that, that was a big change mm-hmm. yeah. from the law. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Yep, I would say so. 
as it is, uh, I'll read uh, Romans 4.17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. How about um, Genesis 17.5? Okay, read that, will you? Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, the father of many nations, have I made thee, who against hope believeth in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And then they talk about it also in Genesis uh, 15.5 where it says, And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto them, So shall thy seed be. The, um, when he's talking about stars, he's talking about spiritual, which is the body of Christ. Our, our citizenship is in heaven. That's spiritual. He talks of the sands of the seas. That's Israel. I think you're coming up on a break here, Michelle. Uh, yep. Uh, we do have time for one more verse, part of that verse. Okay. Um, of course, that's Romans 4.19 that says, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. All righty. Yeah, and so when we um, go to break, now after the break, we're going to, um, uh, again, Pam brought us some questions. This one seems kind of like a deep question, so this might give us take us a little bit more time to answer this one, uh, and then we'll um, come back to Romans 4. Uh, next, next week, uh, we are going to talk about salvation secured in Christ. So... Uh, Hang in there. We'll be back to hear what questions Pam brought to us today. See you soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show. Hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to the radio program, Why Paul? If you'd like to participate in today's program, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Michael R. Mix at 14thStreetMinistries.com. Now, back to Why Paul? Okay, and we are back. I'm your host, Michelle Mix. And I'm your host, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Pam Lampton. And it looks like uh, we're actually going to just finish up on Romans 4, because then later today we can go ahead and start with Romans 5. So if we want to work on that. Okay, I want to back up to uh, Romans 4.19. Okay. And being not weak in faith, and we're talking about Abraham, and, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. You think, why in the world would God wait until Abraham's was not capable of having children? Sarah was not capable of having children. It was almost impossible. I guess it would be impossible in no, under normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. But he waited because that shows uh, how God gets the glory out of that. It only could happened because of God and because of his power and his miracles and whatever. But it had to be the hand of God, uh, this old man and this old woman having a child. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Like, gonna, it, like it says in 20, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And that's what God wanted. Yeah. And he, he sta- okay, verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to also to perform. In other words, he believed God. God said it, God did it, and Abraham believed it. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was was imputed to him, but for us also. In other words, we look back and we see what God has done in the past, and that gives us faith. It continues giving us faith. But for us us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. And next week, uh, we're going we're gonna, to, what you talked about earlier, what we're going to do next week, we're going to get into justification and righteousness and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have a couple cross-references for that in First Peter 2.24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. 
In 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be the righteousness of God in him. And, and to close up um, this Romans 4, uh, I have one more scripture that okay. ties into this. It's Hebrews 9.24. All right. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Uh, Christ died under sin, that he was raised and exalted to God's right hand, now to appear in the presence of God for us, is the token that our sins are gone, that his work for us has the divine probation, and that we, for whom he suffered, are completely justified. Justified, we're approved of God. Okay, and then next week we're going into the results of justification. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, so, Pam, um, you are you're our question master, and so what question did you bring for us today? Well, we had um, we've been talking a, a lot about justification, and one person had asked, "What is justification?" And uh, years ago. In high school, they said justification is a simple way we think about it is just as if I've never sinned, just as if. And justification is the action of declaring or making righteous in the sight of God. And only God can do that. He justifies us through Christ, atonement yeah. on the cross. Yeah. Yeah, when he looks at us, he doesn't see our sin, because it's gone. Yeah, Christ stands in our place. Um, Paul dealt with a lot of, right now, just in Romans alone, um, going back and forth, talking about the law, and a person had brought up that why does Paul deal with the law, and why does he bring up the issue of circumcision of cutting away of the old, and um, how does that tie in with us today? What what things do we have to deal with? And I was figuring that question out that um, the term legalism is not a term that's in the Bible, but it's a term that explains um, of the stress of obedience that we put on ourselves um, denominations have put on people. And so I'm going to go over um, what is man, legalism. Man, man-made laws, by the way. Yeah, they're man-made laws. Um, most of the time they're taken out of contents. Um, they may dwell on one verse and say this is what we need to do. Um, it's not based on biblical principles. And that's why we rightly divide word of truth is so that we don't take something out of times past and bring it in and mix it with with uh, this age of grace. You can't take you can't take works and faith and mix it together because they don't mix. Right. And and some people um, can see it also as well. I'm just going to turn away because it is not possible for me to do all that. It's not possible for me to do all that which Christ knew that because that's why he died on the cross. 
but they're but but they're telling the truth. That. But but it's the truth. They can't right. do it. <laughs> right. And so when people don't know that, they turn away, um, and they they don't come to Christ and they don't accept the grace, the free gift of grace, because they're turned away from that legalism. Yeah, legalism um, betrays Christ. It violates the gospel and it destroys people's lives. It. What happens is, um, it, I'll just go over an article that I was reading. Um, okay. It says, why, what does the Bible say about legalism? How can a Christian avoid falling into the trap of legalism? So the, the word legalism does not occur in the Bible. It is a term that Christians use to describe a doctrinal position, emphasizing on systems of rules, regulations that achieve for achieving both salvation and spiritual growth. Now, what that's saying is these are um, rules, regulations, doctrines that they have put aside to keep in line to help someone spiritually grow, which is not used in the Word of God. Legalists believe in and demand a strict literal adherence to rules and regulations. Doctrinally, it is a position essentially opposed to grace. That's what Paul Paul is emphasizing. It's grace. It's free, not something that you work for or earn merit of. Those who hold legalistic positions often fail to see the real purpose of the law, especially the purpose of the Old Testament of the law of Moses, which is to be our schoolmaster or tutor to bring us to Christ. Now, that's what we've been going over in Galatians 3.24. You want to read that? So yeah, that's have. Galatians 3.24. Oh, to add to that before I read this, uh, there's a person that lives next door to me, and on the back of their car they say, Obey the Ten Commandments. <laughs> As if we can. So, so they've made a law to obey the Ten Commandments. I'll yeah. read Galatians 3.24. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. There's something about the, it brings us to Christ, and uh, we have to use the law properly. And the, prop, and the proper way to use the law is to take us to Christ and to understand that we're condemned by that law. Right. Before Christ. Right. And uh, even true believers can be legalistic. Um, we kind of all fall, have fallen into this trap. I, I myself have. We are instructed, we are instructed rather to be gracious to one another, except him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on or disputing matters. Romans 14, 1. Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtfully dispute, dispute Disputation. And sadly, those there are those who feel strongly about non-essential doctrines that they will run others out of their fellowship, not even allowing the expression of their another's view. That, yeah. too, is legalism. Many legalistic believers today make an error of demanding unqualified adherence to their own biblical interpretations and even to their own traditions. For example, there are those who feel that that to be spiritual, one must simply 
avoid certain things in life, such as tobacco, alcohol, dancing, and music. But the truth is that these avoiding these things don't guarantee your spirituality. And we know many people, I know a lot of people know a very moral people that don't do any of these things, but don't have Christ. They don't have salvation, but yet they can be a very moral person. And they say, but I lived a good life. Yeah. But they didn't know Christ. When I was saved, uh, well, I was saved at eight years old. When I was saved, the pastor pats me on the head and he says, now that you're saved, now be good. <laughs> and the problem is, I go out into, into my life and I'm trying to be good and I can't be good. And I'm thinking, being a Christian is really miserable. Yeah. Because I can't obey the laws, and I can't, I can't be good. So, yeah, the failure of that is is the teaching of dependence on Christ and Christ alone. Um, to avoid falling into the trap of legalism, we can start by holding fast to the words of the apostle, and John talks about this in John one seventeen. Um, That's John one seventeen. Yeah. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And remember the it's uh, and the remembering to be gracious, especially to other brothers and sisters in Christ. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands and falls, and he will stand for the Lord to be able to make him stand. That's in Romans fourteen four. 14.4, you want to read that? Yeah, go ahead. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. So we're, and, re, we're to depend on God. Right, it's not up to others. How about Romans 14.10? But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set at nigh thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And that judgment seat is the Bema seat or the... It doesn't say... It's not saying you... It doesn't judge you on your salvation. Your salvation is sealed. But it judges you on your works. We're not saved by works. We're judged or saved to work. Right. Um, I want to go over, um, do you have 2 Corinthians 3, 6 available? Mm-hmm. Uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 3, 6. Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth. Yeah, I had um, another person had talked about uh, there was a survey about why people drop out of church, why people um, kind of go away from the faith as they know it as a child or whatever. And it was the main issue was love. And as I found in different studies that when we depend on ourselves to make ourselves be righteous or ourselves to grow spiritually, then the love is gone. Yeah, when we start thinking we're better than they are because of, mm-hmm. 
So then we got a problem. Yeah. I'm going to go over with like a little three minutes left here, but um, here's what legalism does. Legalism makes righteousness a matter of externals and not matter of the heart. Legalism makes righteousness a matter of rules not found in scripture or improperly interpreted. Legalism neglects the full teaching of scripture it, on issues that go, it goes to the seed of one small text and use that as a standard. So instead of, it's basically taking God's word out of contents. That's an insult to God. Mm-hmm. Legalism sets itself up as a judge. It's what we decide, what we feel is best. Yeah, we become, then we become the authority on, on the word of God and not God. God is the authority on his word, and, and, we, and so we now we're the authority. Yeah, I think it, um, it takes God's word completely out of the picture. And Paul dealt with this in his own life, as Paul historically claimed to be our Pharisee, and Pharisees were those who kept the law and actually separated themselves to have more law and regulations to make them grow spiritually in their own eyes. Yeah, yeah. And when you have the the legalism, the the rules, the laws, regulations, requirements, and demands, um, it it also condemns those that don't agree. Uh, so it takes the liberties that legalists forbid, and those who insist that the whole message of scripture should be considered, not just the verse or verses. Um, so it it condemns if you're not agreeing. So if you don't agree with it. Well then, you're um, kicked out. You you're know? now you're an outcast. Yeah, you're going to hell. And then that takes out the love. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the meanest people is the ones in church that I've seen. Some of the meanest people are the ones that are so self righteous, and like right. I say, there's no love involved in anything. And it is it is the plot of Satan himself to to ruin God's perfect plan. And God's perfect plan is his love for us, his death on the cross, and the gospel. And for us to depend on Christ, because God doesn't get any glory when all the situation that in our life spiritually is all made by what we feel is right or what we're doing or not doing. And how can, and how, you know, all the, um, God can't get the glory when you have people that are turning away because they feel they're not worth it. But but Christ died on the cross for everyone. We were all worth it because he died for us, even though we weren't even born yet. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think it's break time. Okay. And so when we come back, we'll, um, we'll finish talking about this. Um, and because um, I think we have um, some more things to go over regarding this, because this is a very important topic. Um you know, for people to hear. Uh, so we'll be right back after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. 
You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul and welcome back to our last part of our show and we're going to jump right back into we're talking uh, about um, a legalism and the question that Pam had brought to us. And um, so w- where are we Where are we at here now, Pam? Well, um, I'm going to just read a, a quote right now. Um, legalism violates a dozen principles of righteous discipleship, the sovereignty of Almighty God, the proper interpretation of scriptures, the obedience of the Holy Spirit, the love for people, the provenance of the gospel message, and many others. It takes God's work out of the picture. When we, as a person, say, well, I feel that God wants me to, and I'm going to use something, not use um, Revlon makeup, and I'll never use that. And I feel that God wants me to do that. So I meet a person who totally uses all of Revlon makeup. Especially red lipstick. Yes. (laughs) And they use Revlon makeup. And then I'm offended because they use this makeup because I know that the makeup years ago used to be, and I'm making up a story, so I don't think this is true. This makeup used to be used um, for a certain type of people to worship um, idols. Well, Paul dealt with the same thing, and there's nothing new. I always think there's nothing new under the sun. So, I have, in my own life, have been taught and trained in different situations in different um, Bible-believing churches 
that the standards that you have are a standard that make you closer to God. So what trap you get, you fall into is, you know, well, I can set myself apart and you notice I'm doing it myself, not God. I set myself apart and I put these regulations on my life. And basically, even when we're raising our kids, we put regulations down in rules to protect them. And that's, that's a normal thing for a parent. But what happens is we do that spiritually and it's all our works, not God's works. Yeah, and if then you, if it you, causes us to judge. Yeah if, yeah, if you say to them, God wants you to blah, 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 and it's not God's word, but you're, you're blaming it on God, that rule. Right, right. So, as it says, is legalism neglects the full teaching of Scripture on an issue and goes to seed on one small text and sets it up as a standard. And then that standard um, is, you know, it's like, it's, a, it's how I do it. It's how, what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And it creates a standard. Right. Um, well, let's start in, um, we are given a great picture of the legalism um, in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15, the attack on Jesus um, by Israel's self-appointed referees. Why do your disciples not wash their hands before eating? You know they are violating the traditions of the elders. We've had these rules for a very long time. They are well-established in a custom. That was paraphrased. Mm -hmm. Um, They're teaching Jesus that they're teaching Jesus, they think, correcting what is surely the oversight by by this restrained, unestrained or untrained rabbi of Nazareth. They're talking, they were calling Jesus a rabbi. Um, They just know he'll want, he'll want to straighten out his disciples. And it was a simple thing. We think washing your hands, you know. Yeah. Well, they're telling him, this is our our rule. So could you go tell them to obey the rule? You know, we're letting you know to go tell them. Yes. And Jesus was having none of this. And he said, why do you violate the commandments of God by your traditions? Yeah, That's Paul, a powerful statement. Yeah, Paul really talks against uh, traditions and um, the traditions of the Jews and whatever the Jewish religion. Matter of fact, religion was was uh, a bad thing too. So, so. Mm-hmm. The Lord didn't even respond to their question except to give them one of his own. His question was like, a knife in the heart and make no mistake violating God's command is far way weighs more than transgression and the traditions of the elders. I mean, they were actually talking to God, you know, they were talking to Christ. This was no gentle conversation between two equals, no dialogue between them. The Lord was speaking bare knuckle truth to the self-righteous self-appointed critics, God's truth with the bar, with the bark off. Um, He told that the the Pharisees were offended by his statement. Um, Matthew 15, 12. Matthew 15, 12. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Matthew 15, 12. Then came his disciples and said unto him, knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended 
after they heard these sayings. So the picture I get here is the Pharisees are offended of Jesus Christ, God, the creator. They were offended already of his ways. Um, It reminds us of his response to, um, it reminds us of his response to the compliments of Nicodemus, told that he was surely from God. And John, in John 3, I'll paraphrase, for no one can do these miracles except God be with him, Jesus said. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And it came straight out of the heart of the issue. The heart of the Lord, the heart of our Lord's um, thrust to the Pharisees and scribes that day, which was in Matthew 15, was it is not what goes on into the mouth that defiles a man, but what comes out of it. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And that's Matthew 11.20. Matthew 11.20. Let me read that for you. Matthew 11.20. Then began he, then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done because they repented not. In other words, they didn't change their mind. Okay. Righteousness is a matter of the heart first, then the life. Create in me a clean heart, David prayed in Psalm 51. Let's see, Psalms 51 here. Psalms 51. Psalms 51. All of Psalms 51. Having, having mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitudes of the tender mercies blot out by my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquities and cleanse me from my sins. For I, rec- for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done these evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaped in iniquities and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in thy inward parts and in thy hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom." When he's talking about his mother conceiving him, that means he had to sin nature, mm-hmm. by the way. And people try to pervert that a little bit. So, Purge me from hypus and shall be clean. Wash me and shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Then the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart. God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. 
Restore unto me thy joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delighteth not in my burnt offerings. Thy sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build, <clears throat> build though the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then shall thy offering bullock upon thy altar. So um, as we're closing out um, this week's um, PM, and we're closing out this question, uh, the last question of, of this, um, mm -hmm. you know, legalism, what, what does true righteousness do? Cleanses. True, true righteousness is we're clean. We're justified. We're justified by the justifier, which is God. And then we're made righteous. Right. And righteous uh, is, is there's no sin at all. It's completely wiped away. There's no evidence of it in God's and like, eyes. And I like the part where it says, true righteousness never abandons people in favor of getting the rules right. Because I do feel like a lot of people are abandoned because they couldn't get the rule right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we lose a lot of teens that way. Because there's so many rules that they can't do them, they know they can't do them, so they say, well, I might as well go out and have a good time. I, I think that... They're going to do it anyway. Right, yeah. I, and I think going away from Christ and Christ alone... And allowing God to work in the lives and the Holy Spirit to guide and direct in a person's life does basically rob them from their yep. own spiritual growth. Absolutely. So the, the love of Christ, God's love sent Christ. Christ's love saved us. And to add anything to that is taking the love of Christ out. Yeah, that's right. And that's a, that's a great way to close um, this session this week. Um, and next week, we're going to come into, um, we're looking at Romans, starting with Romans 5. And of course, always um, happy to take those questions. And we're glad to dig deep into those to help um, get those answers. And remember, um, God's grace, it's it's free gift. And don't forget so, the um, uh, that salvation week, one we're going to do next week. Yes. The one on salvation. The security, yeah. security, security. being secured in Christ. Yeah. yeah, that's another yes. question people have: is how do I know yeah. that I'm saved? Am am I saved forever? Or is it because of what? I, it's another thing. It was, is if I do bad, do I need to get saved again? We're gonna let God answer that question next week. Next week. All right. See you next week.
You have been listening to Why Paul? Visit us on the web at 14thStreetMinistries.com and please join Michael R. Mix and Michelle Mix again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more thoughts and wisdom. Also, be sure to tell everyone about our program. Yeah.